DC Comics' greatest assassin heads to the Speed Force in a crossover called The Lazarus Contract. We'll talk about it just ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. The original Teen Titans began in the 1960s during the Silver Age, but really hit the peak of their popularity in the 1980s. It began as a team of sidekicks of superheroes. The original three were Robin Dick Grayson, Kid Flash Wally West, and Aqualad. But it expanded to include other teen heroes as well. In later years, many of the friends who stood together as Teen Titans became the Titans. But then came the New 52 and the wiping away of the DC Universe as well as the efforts to alter the timeline. As revealed in uh, DC Rebirth number one, Wally West, a key member of the Titans, was wiped from everyone's memory. But he returned and he got the Titans back together, with the team now led by Nightwing and headquartered out of Manhattan. At the same time, current Robin, Damian Wayne, has founded his own Team uh, Titans, headquartered out of San Francisco. And this book brings the, both teams together with Deathstroke, a foe of the Titans from the pre-New 52 era, and a sort of anti-hero. The trade paperback collects Titans number 11, Teen Titans number 8, uh, Deathstroke 19 and 20, and Teen Titans annual number 1. The plot is that Deathstroke decides to travel back in time using the Speed Force to save his son. His problem is that he's not a speedster, so he tries to kidnap old Wally West. And I should make a distinction. There are actually two Wally West in the current DC Universe. Old Wally West was the main Flash of the DC Universe from the 1980s into the 21st century. And he's the one who uh, apparently got wiped away by a nefarious force who's being dealt with in other books. New Wally West is the son of Daniel West, the Reverse Flash, and Iris West's nephew. He's biracial and was introduced in the New 52 Flash comics. And I think at the time, they really wanted him to become the uh, accepted version of Wally West. But fans were so attached to the old Wally West that... Uh, they kind of worked it so they have it both ways. They're both uh, members of the West family, and Wally is a name that multiple people use. It's a bit of a cop-out, but it's believable when you think about it. 
So, that cleared up. Old Wally is kidnapped and doesn't cooperate at all with Deathstroke. New Wally doesn't uh, fully cooperate when he is also kidnapped, but it's enough for uh, Deathstroke to steal some speed and uh, be able to traverse the speed force, while also bringing both the Titans, of which Old Wally is a member, and the Teen Titans, of which New Wally is a member, down on him. And so the Titans and the Titans have to join together to stop him from his ultimate purpose, which is to travel back in time and prevent the death of his son, which could have major cosmic consequences. And it's revealed in the course of this that Dick Grayson had actually made a deal with uh, Deathstroke as uh, Robin that was a Lazarus contract which could be revived if either party violated it. And this leads to some distrust from all sides. All right, so that's the basic plot. What are the strengths of this story? Well, as I look at it, and this is something, as I've looked at reviews, few have talked about, it's the uh, character growth for young Wally West. I'm a regular reader of The Flash, and uh, in that comic, Young Wally West has a lot to be upset about. There's feelings of betrayal which, to be honest, are justified. His father was a supervillain who died in a mission with the Suicide Squad, and he really didn't even learn about who his dad was until after he was gone. And uh, Barry, Allen, and The Flash kept this from him, and he also felt betrayed when he uh, finally uh, had uh, Barry reveal that he was The Flash, a fact that he continued to hide from Iris until it was actually revealed to her. And young Wally wants a father figure, a male authority figure, to care about and to be honest with him. And that's part of what makes him susceptible to Deathstroke. But he does go through a bit of growth in this story. He makes a key decision about who he wants to be, to really be a good man and to be a good hero. And he makes a good start of it in this uh, story. He really turns the tide in the last issue in terms of deciding how our heroes will act and behave even though Robin remained the leader of the Teen Titans, it was uh, Wally who managed to rally the uh, team to do the right thing. And I was really proud of him at that moment, and I hope that carries over into the Flash book. Unfortunately, that's it for what I see as the big positive of the uh, story. Uh, there are some characters who were not uh, portrayed as well. Uh, Robin, Damian Wayne was one of them. He was simply uh, awful in this uh, story. I think a lot of the uh, comics that I've read in DC Rebirth tried to humanize him. Because the character comes off as abrasive, overly uh, self-confident, a bit of a brat. But most DC Rebirth books have tried to give us a different side of him. Whether it's in Nightwing, or Super Sons, or Superman, or in the first volume of Teen Titans uh, comics. 
it gives you a feel that there is more to this character. Unfortunately, here he lives down to kind of the worst stereotypes about him. Some of this does make sense when he uh, goes after uh, Dick Grayson. As established in Nightwing, he sees himself as the heir to Batman and takes opportunities to cut Dick Grayson down to strengthen his own candidacy. Yet for others, it's just one case of cutting people down after another. Even when one of his own uh, Teen Titans is going through a difficulty and he's challenged to comfort her, it's done in a really half-hearted, not particularly uh, sincere way. The way that he handles Wally West, young Wally West in this story, is pretty awful. And as for old Wally, he manages to make his current existence in the DC Universe even more miserable, which has been an ongoing theme with old Wally's return. The other members of the team are barely there. They contributed a bit of dialogue, a bit of action, but it's really, they don't stand out. It's really Robin, Notwing, and the two Wally West, as well as Deathstroke, of course. And there's also some vagueness in the plot. I've read two or three times through the whole explanation of the Lazarus contract, and I still don't get it. Uh, reportedly, uh, writer Christopher Priest wanted to do something that was more a recreation of the Judas contract, and that had the kibosh put on it by uh, DC High Ups. So we end up with kind of the best he could do. Uh, also, it's fair to wonder why Deathstroke kept going slowly back through his son's timeline. Because initially, when he goes back, his son doesn't listen, and he just keeps going back, you know, a few months at a time, rather than going back to before the events uh, started that would lead to his son's death. Just go back as early as possible right away, because this ultimately is what leads to the... Uh, undoing of Deathstroke because he does this so slowly. I think you may also get more out of this book if you're more into Deathstroke, as he's certainly not the type of character I enjoy reading about, but he does get some pretty key moments in this story. Still, this felt more like a crossover for the sake of having a crossover. There were some uh, really uh, good fan servicey moments, which if you were more of a fan of the uh, Titans and the Teen Titans from a long time, you may have enjoyed. Such as when they travel back in time and meet some of the uh, Titans uh, when they were younger. But overall, this felt like a crossover for the sake of having a crossover. I think the good interbook crossovers are as a result of something that's been building uh, throughout the year uh, in all the in the pages of all the comics. The uh, Superman Reborn crossover was a, a very good crossover, but it answered a lot of questions that had been building up uh, that really needed to be answered. So it was a crossover between Superman and Action Comics which is probably easier than a crossover between three different books. But still, I have no problem at all rating this uh, collection not classy. It was certainly not horrible, 
And the developments in Kid Flash, uh, Young Wally, are definitely appreciated, but it doesn't bring a whole lot to the table to justify its existence. Well, that's all for now, and both of this week's collections failed to garner a classy label. Will next week be better? I hope so. In the meantime, if you have a comment, email it to me at classycomicsguy at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.